Hey, Kevin Draves here with the Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Happy 2019 from the den. It may be a new year, but you are still listening to the best in the world, The Howl. We would like to welcome you if this is your first time or if you're a regular listener to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhymesayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on the howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1973. Quarter one of the howl here on Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. This is our review and preview segment Take a look back to the week that was and the week upcoming for the Timber Puffs and Rob. Uh, two and one for the Wolves last week, uh, which, if I remember correctly, is exactly what I predicted. You I did. Didn't, I you just did. didn't necessarily predict it in this way. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, I don't think anyone expected us. I thought. I think we both thought if you were going to lose a game, it'd be the Spurs game. Yeah. Which of course we played very well, and and uh, just and probably would have won that game by a lot more had a few different things changed. But yeah, two and one was your. I I had us going winning all three. You did, and I should have been right. 
There's no reason. There's, there's no. There's no reason for us to lose to Memphis, and we'll get to that game in a yep, second. Exactly. Let's, let's let's start back the game against Atlanta uh, last Monday. Uh, the Hawks on a six game or no, uh, sorry, eight game losing streak yep, at this point yep. in time uh, in Atlanta, a game that you cannot lose, and somehow the Wolves were. I mean, the Wolves were down pretty early on in the game, and they were down by a decent amount. Uh, but they they fought back. You had a great game once again from Carl Towns, flirting with a triple double, and the Wolves come back and they get this win. Now, no John Collins for the Hawks, and I think that hurts a lot. It does. Although in his stead, Jabari Parker stepped up a big a big game, twenty two yes. points. What it, what seems to happen a lot in Wolves games is we end up giving up. Big games to average players. To a bench guy. Yeah, like it seems to happen a lot. Because we saw that in Memphis, we yep. and we see that here. And for Jabari, I think it was a revenge game because you know he was taking second overall pick to Wiggins. Wiggins has had the better career so far. And yep. so Jabari, I think, is mad. And, he, I mean, he, he played phenomenal. But Carl Anthony Towns, 28 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists. The one thing I'm not a huge fan of, the 3 of 8 shooting from 3 uh, he was eight of nineteen on the night, though. Uh, I mean, three of eight's not bad, though. I mean, no. we take that. You know, the big issue for me, Robert Covington, one of eight, one of five from three. Yeah, I mean, he's he is not. Uh, I would say consistency has been an issue with Robert Covington so far this season. He's been a very good player. You're always going to get really good defense, but what we could really use is some consistency from the three point line. Yes, I, that, I that completely agree. Doesn't always happen. Uh, the one, you know, the the one funny thing, and this is. I just do not. We talk about this so often. Uh, Travion Graham in the starting lineup does does that bug you as much as it bugs me? I, I I honestly I the only reason I can think of that he's still starting is because Jake Layman's out. Yeah, maybe. I but, think once Layman's back, the way that Kata Bates Diop has been playing, he's got to be your go-to small forward uh, off the bench. Yeah, every single and so game. So then you start Jake Layman and Travion moves off of the rotation. I would argue. I would say that Katie Bates Diab is probably my favorite player to watch right now, because I love the. Not he's not a reclamation project, but the guys that like, kind of an underdog. You know, he dropped a long ways in the draft. People didn't believe in him. The Wolves were like, no, no, we think this guy's gonna be really good. He went down, put in the work in Iowa, and now you're seeing him play at a really high level. When he's done everything that this team has asked of him, yep. Come, you know, come up to the Wolves. You're gonna sit on the end of the bench. All right, cool. Go back down to Iowa. You're going to get great playing time. Okay, cool. He's done everything this coaching staff and this management team has asked of him, and you don't hear anything about it. Like he could, I mean, he could be complaining. He could be he could be bitching up a storm in the back. But to the media, to the Wolves fans, he's saying all the right things. He's doing. They all talked the right about things. it actually during the Grizzlies game last night too, and they like, said he he's is, really been a he's worked hard and. And he's he said all the right things behind the scenes. It sounds like too, and he's do, putting in the work, which is awesome. That's great. Yeah, uh, Wiggins twenty five points, six rebounds in this game. Again, a great Wiggins box. Now this is the first. This was the first game where they announced that Teague was going to be on the bench. If yes. you recall that, yeah, this that was, was this and game. That was, that was probably about an hour before start time too that they made that announcement. And Culver, well, now Culver's got a ways to go in my mind, but you know his first start, fourteen points, five rebounds, three assists, a couple steals. I mean, I'll take that. I mean, it's not, it's not amazing. Four of 11 shooting. He's got to work on his shot this off season. He's got to get with a shooting coach or somebody yes. that learn, needs to get him to understand how to shoot a basketball correctly. Uh, good numbers off the bench for this Wolves team. 13 from Kata, 13 from Gorgie, eight from Teague, seven from Akogi. 
that's the kind of bench thing, bench numbers that I want to see is, you know, it, it used to be Lehman or a Kogi with a double digit night and nobody else. And now we're seeing more consistency from the bench, more than just one person. And I think that really helps uh, because the starters can only do so much. And so having a strong bench really will get you far in this NBA. The stats weren't bad in this game for Teague, but ultimately, uh, especially as we go through the next two games and in future games, that's a player that I'm I'm kind of fed up with. I'm kind of sick of Jeff Teague. I, I I don't know how much more I can watch him play. He I get that he's a good locker room guy and he's a good just a good person, but he just stinks in so many facets of the game. His his inability like he passes up so many wide open three point shots constantly. And it's so frustrating. And and that's a big part of his game is he has to be able to hit three-point shots. If he's not going to take them, I think it ends up being just a, a huge detriment to us. He got eight assists in this game and eight points, but you're talking you know, two of eight from the, from the field. That's not great. O of three from three. So there were, there were a few things to like overall in, in sort of a revenge game-ish yeah. from Teague, from his former team. But really, I, I'm just not seeing what I need out of him. And now that Napier is coming back, I wonder if Jeff Teague starts to lose some minutes there because I just don't think he's earned them. No, I completely agree. But if we want to talk about somebody that's fallen off the face of the earth, uh, Chandler Parsons did not play coach's decision in this game. Is he, isn't he? he hurt? Uh, I, I mean, it, it doesn't say anything about an injury as we go through ESPN. Uh, I mean, he played, yeah, he played Sunday against the Lakers. He played oh, Friday right. the 22nd against the Pistons. He played Saturday the 30th against Houston. So for whatever reason, he did not play against the Wolves. Uh, but he's averaging 3.7 points, 1.3 rebounds. Two makes a lot of money. Less than, an, less than one assist per game. Uh, he's only 31 years old. Ah. I mean, falling off the face of the earth. I mean, he hasn't played. He hasn't really done anything in years. He's just kind of a miss. You know, there's not much there. And he did. He played, got, uh, in uh, that, he played in their most recent Houston game at three points on one of five shooting, two assists and a rebound in 16 minutes. He, I mean, he's just an afterthought at this point. You look back at at his heyday with the Rockets, and and you and you, it's a completely different player. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I mean, I know he's been injured. I think the injuries are probably key. And then you look at a guy like Vince Carter, who's, what, 42, 43 years old. Uh, I mean, he got 16 minutes in this game. Uh, Still a semi-productive player. Now, this is his last season. He's guaranteed it. You know, this is kind of his swan song. Yep. And he's and so far, I would say, all things considered, I think he looks pretty good. Yeah, he looks really good for Your expectations for someone at his age and for his minute level is not super high, but I think he does what they need him to do. He, I'm, I'm he always still get up there. I'm still a little. Su- I'm always a little surprised when you look and you say, "Why would you choose to stay with the Hawks?" There's, I don't know. Yeah, go get a ring your last year. I don't, yeah, maybe yeah, get a ring or at least be on a, a contender. Something I don't know. It just seems odd. I think he wants the playing time though. Like if you go to a contender like the Lakers, like the Rockets, like you know, there's no guarantee you're going to get playing time. You might just be an end of the bench guy. Maybe, but if he goes to Atlanta, I mean, he's averaging 15, 16 minutes a night. Yeah, that's true. Not too bad. Wolves pull that game out, one twenty-five, one thirteen. They then travel to San Antonio two nights later for a pre-Thanksgiving uh, fight against the San Antonio Spurs, a team that always gives the Wolves issues. Uh, Eleven straight losses against San Antonio in San Antonio for this Timberwolves team. And led by a 49 combined points from Wiggins and Towns, they end the streak. Yeah, Wiggins was fantastic. Three of five from three. 
Carl Towns, three of seven. And actually, all the starters hit a three-point shot, including probably the most shocking name would be Travion Graham. But a very solid game. And and a game, actually, that the Wolves dominated from start to finish. And the only reason the game was even remotely close was some of the worst officiating you will ever see. Absolutely terrible. If the officiating was even halfway decent, we probably won that game by 20 or 30 points. It was it was that bad. I let me And there's there's some points in this game that that you're not necessarily happy with. Uh, you know, obviously Travion Graham, uh but then you know, you you don't necessarily love again the performance from Robert Covington. You wonder what's going on with him. That's two straight games now with a a well below average performance out of him. Jeff uh, Teague's another one that just I uh, he's so frustrating. In a game that we play as well as we do, uh, he ends with a minus five. That's and I not, think I will say good. this too. So I thought Josh Okogie played pretty well, although he tends sometimes, as usual, he gets a little excited. Yeah. But uh, I think, like, you look at the plus minus, again, single sample size, but he's very similar to Teague. He's a minus six. But you look at him, 11 points, eight rebounds, three assists. I feel like part of the reason his number is low is because he's playing with Jeff Teague because they kind of coincide in terms of minutes because it, it's not like Josh, Josh Kogi shot well, he defended well, he got rebounds, he got assists, he kind of did it all. And yet you see his numbers, uh, at least in terms of impact on the game, plus minus, really, really drop. And then Wiggins, plus 26. And I think the, the Wiggins, the numbers really tell the story because, again, if, if we had good officiating in this game, we blow them out of the water. We all yep. played them from start to finish. Uh, Kata Bates-Diop, the experiment continues strong with Kata. Uh, 16 points, four rebounds, four of six from three. Um, I mean, this guy's playing lights out uh, day in and day out for this team. Yep, it's it's huge phenomenal minutes. to see. Uh, and then I think for me, Jarrett Culver, his second straight game with double-digit scoring. Uh, again, the shooting needs to be better. It's four of 14, be but five assists and two rebounds out of him. When he's, you know, on this team, he's really, a, as, as a starter, he's a, a, a fourth option, I would say. So for him to hit double digits and get, you know, five assists off of that, I'm pretty happy with. Yeah, I, I would say that um, you're seeing positives from his overall game. There's things he's got to improve on, no question, but at least you're you're starting to see things that you like, and that's a, that's a good sign. At least that's something. Uh, like you said, it's got to be better from the sh- shooting. You know, two of six from three, I guess that's arguably an improvement because you're at around 30, 30, 33%. But uh, 4 of 13 overall is not really going to get the job done. Obviously, you mentioned Kata Bates-Diop was phenomenal. And a big reason why you win this game, his three-point shooting was was definitely necessary. And in a game that, of course, as we talked about, was closer than it should have been. You end up winning 113 to 101. You really pulled away towards the end. But ultimately, throughout the game, you had opportunities to go on runs and to and to maybe take that game over. But like we talked about earlier, uh, referees definitely kind of hurt the momentum yep. and kind of hurt the, the smoothness of, uh, of this basketball game. The Wolves go 7-7 seven and seven in the month of December, at, uh, end the month on a nice little two-game win streak, and move to a game against the Memphis Grizzlies. 5-13 uh, and 13 on the season, Memphis Grizzlies. No John Morant, no Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, Brandon Clark, I think, got injured in this game and missed a lot. Uh, this is a game that the Wolves should have ran away with three game win streak, first win to start December. And instead, uh, a guy that I've seen a lot of, uh, and by proxy, Rob, then you have too, 
Dylan Brooks takes this game over. It's such a weird thing. He's not that good. No, he's averaging only 13 points on the season. He yeah. doubles that in this game against the Wolves with 26. Uh, Grayson Allen puts up 13. And you get 12 out of Tyus, 12 out of Triple J, 12 out of Jay Crowder. They were shooting the hell out of the ball from three. They, they really were. Absolutely uh, killer. And, and you talk about three-point shooting. Towns, one of ten. Andrew Wiggins, one of six. You're not winning basketball games that way. And our guy, Kata Bates, two of two. That's huge to see. Only only two Timberwolves had more than one three-point make on the But you the, know who uh, killed us? I, I think, uh, and we talked about it in other games, but and I set it up after the first game we talked about in this segment. Again, Jeff Teague sucks. There was a play, and I think to me, this tells you everything you need to know about Jeff Teague's season. And, and that is, he had a wide-open three-point shot, and instead of shooting it, he traveled. Shoot the ball. You're wide open, and you're not a bad shooter. I, so I don't know what his deal is. It's kind of like that Chuck Knobloch throwing syndrome. I don't know if it's like a mental block, and he just he just can't shoot it. I don't know what the deal is, but yeah. he sucks. And, and, and again, we saw last night, Jeff Teague played with Shabazz Napier. Now, Shabazz Napier, anytime he plays, I, I feel like he's going to be pretty productive, right? Well, Shabazz Napier's a minus 14, and Jeff Teague minus 13. I'll tell you right now, that wasn't on Napier. No. Jeff Teague stinks. Yep. Guy stinks. Yeah, Napier got one shot at nine minutes of play. And then, of course, Travion Graham, he really stinks. Uh, minus 10. The, the best player, uh, I would say, the stats don't necessarily back it up in terms of shooting, but I think by far our best player last night was Wiggins. I agree. I 18 mean, points, seven assists, six rebounds, so he's getting other guys involved. It's a great Active on the glass. He's doing all these little things. Uh, two blocks. He had a nice steal. One of his turnovers was definitely a foul. By the way, the referees were not – I'm not blaming the referees for that loss last night. We played poorly. But just specifically uh, addressing Wiggins, at least one of it, one or two of his turnovers were definitely fouls that weren't called. And so his stat line actually should probably be a little better. I don't know, I don't know what else we can do. The other thing that's killing me, too, is how bad is Jarrett Culver from the free throw line? Horrific. What a terrible. But I will say he did have a better shooting night. Uh, this time around than he did. Yeah, six Four, to twelve. Fourteen points, six to twelve. From the seven, three. seven rebounds though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm liking what he's doing in that respect. And 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 with him, you know, we're we're seeing it early, which is good. Um, if he can turn the night like he had in in San Antonio with the five assists and a night like this where he had seven rebounds, if he can put both of those kind of numbers up with his point scoring, it's gonna be he's gonna be super effective. Yep, you know, he got another steal. He, you always see pretty good defense from him. He was a plus five. In fact, he led the team in plus minus. As a rookie, I, I would definitely take that. One thing I've noticed, uh, and I think a lot of it's, maybe some of it's load management, but I don't, I don't, and now he got 31 minutes in this game. Robert Covington specifically is who I wanted to talk about. I don't necessarily see him always making the impact I want to see, but in this game, we talked about how guys need to shoot better, and I thought he did. Yeah. Three of six from three was really big to see. He's He's especially got that after, rainbow jump shot, too, Especially by the way. after the last two nights where he was basically non-existent in the yes. stat line. Yes, uh, correct. That's, that's good to see out of him. Uh, can we talk, touch real quick on Triple J and his foul issues? He played 19 minutes yeah. in this game and fouled out. Uh, he gets some pretty dumb fouls, too. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's bad. And then I mean, getting, what's funny is when he gets mad about it. Like, that's a foul, man. I don't know what you're complaining about. He had 12 points, 5 of 10 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3. I mean, he had the he had the opportunity to just blow this game wide open and really take us out of it, but he spent a lot of time on the bench. And I don't think it helped that Brandon Clark got hurt uh, early into this game and was out for the rest of it. He only played ten minutes. The three and, point uh, shooting, though, you know, one guy that one guy that first of all, it, I I didn't even recognize him, Solomon Hill. 
did not recognize him at all when they said it was him. I was nope. like, are you sure that's him? Uh, but he was a killer at, at times. Uh, four of ten doesn't jump off the page, but I felt like he had a couple threes that were just killer. Just really, really uh, well-timed. You're right. Brennan Clark didn't play much. And, and you talk about that. Now, who's going to kill you, right? Two of six from Jay Crowder. Four of five from Dylan Brooks. A lot of guys were able to hit three-point shots. Uh, Grayson Allen. And one thing I've seen with the Wolves, normally I feel like we're pretty good defending the three-point shot. The percentages don't back that up, of course. We've been one of those teams that doesn't allow a lot of open shots, but teams still hit them. I thought a lot of these shots were open. Yep. We did not defend well. They talked after the game about energy. How do you go into a game without energy? I, and, the, and I saw this on Twitter. This was a pretty hot topic. People talking about two things. First of all, people aren't going to games. We're not getting a lot of people at Wolves games, which which is really unfortunate because I think the team's playing pretty well, but not at home. And I think that's part of it. They're not winning games at home. And Minnesota fans have a tendency to be a little fair weather, especially when it comes to the Timberwolves. Yep. On top of that, my understanding is the people that are going to the games aren't loud and cheering. Yeah. But all that aside, you I, come on. You don't need – I mean, I, I don't – I don't know about you, but I don't. I can't say I play a lot of basketball games with crowds. And when I play, I still give energy. Exactly. I don't At least know until I, I uh, take two trips up and down the court. And I'm yeah, gassed. right. And then you're tired. Then, then I'm walking. But 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 they they don't have that issue. And yeah. so to me, after the game, to hear people talking about, I think Ryan Saunders and Towns talked about it. Lack of energy. I mean, that's a huge issue. But how about you know, if Towns wants to talk about issues in this game, man, his jump shot just wasn't there. It was it was a full. A, a team effort of just letting this game go. And, and I didn't feel like he away. took bad shots. I don't think I watched Towns and said, ugh. Maybe one or two where he was like, I got I to gotta make a three. Maybe he pressed a little bit. The other thing, when you're lacking energy, Ryan Saunders, how about Jordan Bell? Yeah. Never lacks energy. And when he plays, he's productive. Not necessarily uh, stats-wise, but you always see positive impact on the floor. I just to me, I, I don't get what the deal is with him not playing. I get why like guys like uh, uh, Noah Vonley aren't playing. You know, there's certain players that you say to yourself, all right, I get why he's not playing. Now, the only caveat, of course, that would be that Gorgie Jang's played really well lately. But I didn't, I didn't think he necessarily jumped off the page last night. Give Jordan Bell a chance. That's the guy that I wish like early on so far in this season, he's the player I would like to see more of. Yep. And and in a game where the, where things aren't going well, another guy they could have looked at was the guy they just brought up, Nas Reed. If things aren't going your way, why not go with a young guy that has well, a lot to prove? The unfortunate thing here is that this game was close until until the end. So if it's a blowout game, yeah, put Nas Reed in. A close game like this where Cat or Wiggins hit a couple trays and you're right back in it. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like I, I see why he did it. It just wasn't it just wasn't there. And Something trust was me, off. I have a I have a strong feeling Nas Reed will get some uh, garbage time minutes as we go through this upcoming week. That's the hope, and that's a good transition. Might as well jump into uh, the week ahead. Yeah, and, and I'm not talking about the positive because I do not have a good outlook for this team for the next three games. We, we play over the next however many games. We play like the like one through eight top teams or something in the yeah, West. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, three games this upcoming week for the Wolves, all three on the road. Uh, we we start play, off, to be fair, though, we have played well on the road. We have. Uh, it's a start of a four-game road trip. Uh, where the Wolves will see Dallas, OKC, and the L.A. Lakers. Uh, Rob, Dallas, in my opinion, probably surprisingly one of the best teams in the West currently, uh, led by, obviously, Luka Doncic. But this team is playing incredibly well right now, and they just took down the Lakers, uh, what was it, last night, Sunday night, Saturday night. Uh, 
Luca just by himself, I think, is enough to uh, really derail this Wolves party. Yeah, Luca's been really solid, obviously. Kristaps, he's been a little bit of a mixed bag, I would say. I don't think it's it's necessarily been all good from him. But they're a good squad, 13-6 and six on the season. Obviously, it's going to be a very tough matchup uh, coming up on Wednesday. But it's a team that's beatable. I think when you look at uh, what our strengths are, I think you know Carl Towns is going to be able to is going to be able to play well. You throw Robert Covington, or I mean the way we play, maybe it's going to be Travion Graham. But you've got you're going to put someone on uh, like a defensive player that can at least get stops on Luka Doncic, and you're hopeful that you can at least slow him down a little bit with somebody, whether that's like I said Graham, whether that's a guy like uh, Covington. I don't know how they're going to end up matching yeah. up that way, but I, I think. It's a team that we definitely could match up well with. I don't know if there's anyone in the league that necessarily just can stop Doncic. You know what I mean? Well, and if, and if you look at it, uh, Dallas is 4-1 and one in their last five. Uh, 143 points scored against Cleveland, 137 against Houston, 120 against Phoenix, and 114 against the Lakers and the Clippers. So basically they're just getting worse and worse each game is what you just told me. Uh, they average 117 points per game. They're shooting 46%. And they've got a really healthy team with the exception of Isaiah Roby, who I don't think gets much playing time anyways for this team. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm super curious. So we're going to take a look at the, uh, their win against the Suns where they won by seven. And we're going to look at the box score real quick. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Efficient night, eight of 14, six of nine from three with, for 26 points. Uh, and then you get Luca and then, Really, that's it. Only one other player in double digits, and that was Seth Curry. Uh, my guy Boban did not play coach's decision. That's a poor coaching decision. Uh, I mean, the problem, the, the problem with Boban choosing to go there is they have some quality big men. That's that's part of the Dwight issue. Powell, Maxi Kleba, yep, and Kristaps. So there's definitely some players already in there. It's a, it, I think it's a tough rotation to crack, just given how well some of those some of those big men played yeah. last season. So it's kind of an interesting team. I like the makeup. They've got some good pieces. But his, uh, you know, historically, we've played well against the Mavericks when they've had a lot of these same players. And now we're playing better. So I actually think this is a game that the Wolves could find a way to steal just because we're playing so well on the road. Man, I, I hope you're right, but I'm going to go ahead and call this one a loss. I'm going to call it a win. I think this one we do. I think we find a way to win this one. All right. Uh, then we've got a game on Friday night. Yes, Friday night against the OKC Thunder, who for me are a surprising 8-11, and 11, uh, led by Danilo Gallinari, Chris Paul, Steven Adams. You thought they'd be better or worse? Worse. Yeah, that's fair. I thought, I yeah. thought they were going to be much, much worse. Uh, they did beat the Pelicans by three points here on Sunday night. Uh, taking a quick peek at them. A, a balanced scoring attack. Uh, Gallinari with 23, Steven Adams 17. Chris Paul, 16. Shea Gilgis, Alexander, 17. And you get 17 off the bench from Dennis Schroeder. I will say, I'd be pretty mad if we don't win this game. How about you? I, I, me, would, be, I would be as well. This is a game that we need to win. It's, a, it's, like, uh, it's like someone did a fantasy draft blindfolded and just like randomly chose players. That's how this team became about. I don't know. They've got some interesting pieces. Obviously, Chris Paul is Chris Paul, even though he's obviously aging. Uh, Shea Gilgis, Alexander is a really solid player. I think there's a lot to like about him. Steven Adams, you know, they've been trying to trade him for a reason. He makes a lot of money. He does. And so there's, not a, there's no one on the team. I would say, looking at their roster, probably the player that jumps out to me that as a Wolves killer would be 
Daniil Gallinari. The rooster. He just seems to be one of those players that has our number. Very similar to what we talked about earlier with Dylan Brooks. There's always a player. Now, now granted, Gallinari is much more talented than Dylan Brooks ever will be. But, but he's just one of those guys that seems to find a way to have good games against us. This is a must win. If you are going to be a playoff team, this is one of those teams that could be in the thick of things, depending on how the rest of the season goes. Uh, ESPN's matchup predictor is giving OKC a 62.5% chance to win this game. That seems, I don't know, I'm not sure what that's based on, I guess. I mean, even Their if you just gave Basketball them, power index is Even if you just gave them, like, because they're at home, I wouldn't think you'd get that many points. No, so I'm, and I'm trying to see what the, to me. I'm trying to see what the line is, but it does not give it for me right now, nor does it give it for the, uh, the Wolves-Mavericks game. Uh, and then Sunday, the 8th of December, 8.30 p.m. start. The Wolves take on the L.A. Lakers, uh, led by, of course, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Would I love to say we win this game? Of course. And, and here's the thing. I'm not going to predict we're going to win. I think we do lose this game. But would it shock you if we just somehow won? But we always seem to have a few games each season where you kind of scratch your head and you're like, I don't get it. Where did that team go? Like, because then you'll like lose the next game. Like, we'll we'll beat the Lakers, and then we'll lose to the Suns. That seems like a Minnesota thing to have yeah. happen. Yep. So I do think we lose this game. Kind of like the Gophers beating Penn State and losing right? to Wisconsin. I just, yeah, it's it's such a just a goofy thing. It would not shock me if we got blown out in this game, but at the same time, if if you told me we won, it's not outlandish. I don't think it happens. First of all, I don't think it happens, but it just seems like a Minnesota thing to have happen. When you, when you look at the schedule up and down for the Timberwolves for the month of December, it is a tough schedule. Um, you've got the Mavericks. You've got the Lakers. You've got the Clippers. I mean, Suns are, Suns are a good team. The Nuggets, the Warriors, the Kings, the Nets. Uh, the Wolves need to steal some of these games against the big teams in the month of December if they want to keep the playoff potential that we think this team yep. has. you got to find a way to win games. Uh, I'm going to say these three games, one and two. Uh, but I think Jake Lehman comes back soon, and I think that's a boost that we need to help finish out this month strong. I think we beat OKC but lose to Dallas and L.A. Yeah, I'm going to go – I'm going to say two and one. I do think we take the Mavericks game. I'm not sure how, but I just – I feel like we're going to find a way. So that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, let's uh, let's stop there. Let's that's going to do it for The Howl. Find us Wednesdays from 2 to 5 p.m. Central, Saturdays 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. If you miss us, you can find us on iTunes as well as Spotify. You can review, leave us a comment as well. Find us on Twitter, at The Howl Radio. We would love to hear from you. At The Sports Min, that's with two N's, mm-hmm. at Aaron Groshong and at KDraves42. That's going to do it for this week's edition of The Howl. Until next time, let me get a howl.